It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is Doc Wesson, and in this episode of The Gun Nation, Ruger announces this brand new product. It's a twist on an old one. Honor Defense now offers a long slide. It's Remington's 200th birthday, and congratulations, here's a court order. And Paul and I discuss what to do if you're in a riot. Charlotte. All that and more in this episode of the Gun Nation. It all begins right now. Three weeks in a row, awesome. And the only person I've got with me tonight is the Blade. Blade, how are yeah, you? Yeah, just you and me, Doc. Yeah, man, you know, average, average Joe's birthday. Happy birthday, Average Joe. Yeah, and he and his daughter were going to go um, see some movies. Yeah, you know? awesome movie, too. Actually, it's a movie I want to go see. Mm. And which one was it? He's going to see uh, The Magnificent Seven. I think there's a new version that's out. Is that right? I think so. And I'm a huge fan of the original Mm -hmm. and then also the original of the original, which Mm -hmm. was the uh, Seven Samurai. Oh, yeah. Which is a great, great flick as well. So, yeah, go ahead. Fingers crossed. I I hope it's good, you know? (laughs) Well, who who is um, starring in this one this time? Yes. Mm -hmm. Very famous people. Very famous people. So, just just yes. (laughs) I just knew that it was coming out. Uh, Sorry. That's all right. Let's see here. Oh, I got Showtimes that popped right up. Uh, don't oh, matter. no. Seriously? How, how did I not know this? Who who would... This is awesome. Yeah. Like, he can fly an airplane upside down. He can play an awesome crooked cop. He can go crazy when he doesn't get his way in a hospital. And everybody loves him. Denzel. Oh, yeah. So that, uh, that should be solid. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's all right. And some other famous actors. Could be. But that's the one that came up in the title. So he's the one that's getting paid the most, apparently. Good enough. Good <laughs> enough. So, yeah, yeah. So I've been doing pretty good. You know, uh, we got a bunch of crazy stuff going on about an hour south of here. I don't know if it is tonight. I hadn't checked. Uh, the uh, governor had, um, we're talking about Charlotte, of course. The uh, governor um, had uh, activated the uh, National Guard. Uh, that He did not have a curfew. Uh, so I, I don't quite understand that. Hopefully. You know, did. So. Did I see, Doc, that there is a state of emergency declared? Is that correct? Yeah. And it used to be in the state of North Carolina. I don't know if this is still current law or not. Yeah. Yeah. It used to be that uh, concealed carry was 
restricted, I guess, is the best way to put it? Yes, but that has changed. Okay. All right. That Good. has changed. Good. The the It was really odd, too, because, I mean, like, say, in a situation where we have, like, a snow, right? Mm-hmm. And the snow is, like, 10 inches. They'll activate it, uh, you know, as a state of emergency uh, sometimes due to the fact that they can just get more funds, I think, to, like, help clear the roads sure. and stuff like that. Well, you know, uh, people, including myself at one point, unbeknownst to us, uh, you know, not looking well enough at the laws or looking at them but not remembering or not knowing that there was a, you know, state of emergency for the state. Uh, You know, you go out, you're driving, and you got your gun, you're going into the stores, you've got your gun, just like you normally would with your concealed carry permit, and you're handling everything just like you normally would, and... But guess what? You're breaking the law by carrying it at that point because, you know, they didn't want you doing that during the state of emergency. When our General Assembly became all conservative, basically, uh, we ended up, uh, you know, they changed that. So now we can. We're good to go. Uh, yeah, it's always good to see laws becoming more simple so that people um, don't make errors that, that could be serious legal errors just mm-hmm. because of complexity of laws. It's, right. you know, it's, it's akin to the idea of not having reciprocity and, you know, becoming a felon because you draw, drive across a line, you know, the governor issues some kind of a, a statement, be, you know, cause there's some kind of catastrophe going on and all of a sudden you're committing a crime and that just doesn't make sense. Yeah. I mean, and that's pretty much because you could have, I guess, some, local municipalities or you know uh counties or something like that that could declare a state of mm-hmm. emergency or the governor could do it in certain places now does that mean at the time and, and i never did get a real answer to that i had asked uh, but it, it with a state of emergency like that and locations did that mean that you couldn't do it for the whole state or what yeah. if you're traveling through that area uh, you know, I, I don't know. It was, it was crazy. But yeah, like you're saying, they're very important that they simplify things and, and make it easier. Because I mean, that's ridiculous, too, because just because somebody declares something like that and you're not even in that area and you don't even know that it's been declared because you hadn't had the opportunity to watch the news or whatever. Oh, sure. That, that, someone someone traveling through on you know, I-77 or coming across I-85 from out of state might yeah. not have the information. That's there's true. there's one simplification that could be made. Uh, there There's this crazy set of documents out there, and <laughs> there's one part that has like 27 words in it. And uh, I think if we just, you know, like went back to that, we might yeah, get it. It's kind of easy to understand that, too. Yeah, pretty they much. They try so hard to make it complex, but it's not. It just isn't. Pretty nope. simple. But we'll get all of that in Charlotte in a moment. Uh, you're doing good, apparently. Are things well with you, sir? Yeah, they're they're going good. I spent some time shooting some video today for uh, an online gun safety course that I'm putting together that I'm excited and pleased about. And so I got the first in a series of many videos that need to be done. But Serious? Uh, yeah, I got, uh, got that knocked out, so I'm pleased about that. It's a lot of work, though, isn't it? Yeah, I've I've kind of got things systemized now so that, uh, you know, I've got the objectives lined out for each lesson and and, uh, you know, then create the, the, you know, assessment, the quiz questions that go along with that right, and then right. build the video from what it is that I want students to learn. So it's not, it's not too bad. And, uh, the, uh, modern technology of video editing on computers is pretty amazing. So oh, it can, man. uh, even make me look semi-amateurish. You know? <laughs> 
Well, if you don't mean to narrate. <laughs> oh, that would be awesome. Get Hi, this is Doc Wesson. <laughs> in a world. In a, where you in a world. Yes. Where Paul Carlson teaches you to shoot. Awesome. Yeah. So anyway, well, I guess we can get started, man. Let's let's talk Do about it. some gun stuff here. Stupid. And and yes, happy birthday, Average Jeff. Uh, I did not say that you said it, but I did. So we'll get. To, I'll get to that at the very end of the show when I play some music or something. <laughs> um, uh, Remington's two hundredth birthday. Yes, can you believe it? Two hundred years. That's kind of awesome. It is. That's actually very cool. I think uh, they. Um, uh, evidently, Congress uh, is l- looking at possibly recognizing their birthday. I, I mean, at at one point, I <laughs> put something out on Facebook saying, "Yeah, they're going to offer uh, you know, pop all the existing stock of our fifty ones to the Yemeni, uh, <laughs> like to our, the Yemeni drug runners or whatever." Um, so I don't know, but that's that's pretty awesome that they are. Uh, 200 years old. That's amazing to think that that's the case. Look where they've look, look where they've come from to where they are now. Hopefully they'll get back to some of that um, of years past, I guess. Yeah, right? the essence of, yeah. of where it is they came from. Get back to the roots of it a little bit. Yeah. I think sometimes we always get too big in anything, you know, and uh, it's like my company I work for. We got started getting a little too big for our britches, and then it's, it bites you because you mm-hmm. can't keep the pace up sometimes. And maybe that's what happened with some of the stuff they were doing. But we we wish them a happy birthday as well, and uh, hope hopefully they'll get things kicked in gear and get some good product out and uh, be another two hundred uh, years. Do you see what the the uh, resolution is? It's it's House Resolution eight seventy. <laughs> no, that's pretty cool. I think that's it? perfect, right? I was, I, yeah, I'm staring I, at I it. Wonder, I wonder how that happened. Like, was did that just happen, or did somebody make that? Happen? Oh, you know, somebody had to do it. You think? Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't, I would wouldn't want to so. do. Wouldn't want to do. Uh, Can't be House Resolution seven hundred because that might get you or R fifty. Just fifty one. <laughs> Maybe it's pure luck. I don't know. It's kind of crazy. The numbers in this article are are amazing. Mm-hmm. In in. World War One, mm-hmm. they supplied. Actually, this is World War Two. This stat: one point five million military rifles for World War Two. That's unbelievable. It's amazing. Can you? I mean, how is that even possible? It's amazing. And the Civil War. I was reading about that too, and they were talking yeah. about like over two more than two hundred thousand handguns. Two hundred thousand over the course, yep. and you don't think that's that 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 much, but mm-hmm. uh, you know that's. They hadn't been around too awful long at that point, but uh, well, and a lot of those it looks like were metallic cartridge revolvers. Yeah, yeah. so we're talking, you know, I, I don't want to say I hate to say modern revolvers, but I mean, you know, we're starting to get towards modern revolvers, and this is, you know, eighteen forty eight, eighteen fifty. That's mm-hmm. it's impressive. That is impressive. Um, so anyway, that's uh, we definitely wish them a uh, a happy birthday and hope they get it back together, get things going well. Uh, but they they had a little. Speaking of the R fifty one, we can't let it go by. Uh, court order? What's this about? This well, that's this is for the the Remington seven hundred. Oh, the seven hundred. Yeah. Oh, this is oh, well, this is know, the seven hundred. My, uh, my apologies. Yeah, I mean, gosh, you know, it's it's hard to keep it all straight. Let's I'm be sorry. serious, Doc. <laughs> yeah, they uh, they basically have been ordered by the courts to remind their customers that they are entitled to having 
parts if they're if they're a part of this this uh, recall. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's not the right term. Um, nonetheless, uh, they're they're being ordered to remind customers that they can get their trigger parts replaced on their Remington 700 or stay out of it altogether and sue for damages later if they'd like to. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So the Model 700, the seven, and forgot and about other, that. Yeah, right. So yeah, that's been that's been how long has it been that that's been the case? That seven hundred. That, that was the first time I heard about Remington in in Congress. Uh, yeah, so um, it it was finally settled in twenty fourteen. Yeah, but I mean it's been going on for years, 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 years and years. Yeah, yeah, and and it looks like November eighteenth. Uh-huh. Um, you need to either be in or out of that settlement by the eighteenth, and you know otherwise you lose your rights in some way or another. So check it out. If you've got a Remington 700, see if you're part of that recall. Sure do. <laughs> yeah, right. Sure so. do. Oh, my gosh, man. Well, and you know, one of the reasons I was, I guess the R51 was kind of the same thing, a little more em- emergent emergency status, <laughs> you know, because it, it was just coming out and it was such a big deal. But yeah. Um, I'm assuming now, you know, everybody is either traded theirs out if they're wanting to trade them out or, you know, whatever. I assume, yeah, right? You'd think. Mm-hmm. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm kind of excited. I got a message earlier today that uh, a, an R51 is ready and waiting for me. So uh, I was, I was offered to purchase an R51 from someone that had won one in a uh, drawing of some kind. Yeah, so we're talking that, about fresh stock, right? Oh yeah, brand new. So, and I kept my old one. So, yeah. I'm kind of looking forward to seeing if it uh, turns nine millimeter cases into. Well, anyways, I'll just leave that alone. Well, help you help you cut down on the editing. I can't wait to <laughs> compare the two guns. Yeah, obviously. Well, if it, you know, if it doesn't work, you can always get a new Honor Defense long slide. Right on. All right, so. Let me ask a question here. Yeah. Long slide. I thought they were the name of fame of Honor Defense was going to be purely the concealed carry aspect of it. Um, I mean, like real, you know what I mean? For nine yeah. millimeter, it was, it was yeah. ba- I guess, built based off of that. Well, and this isn't really that far of a, of a step outside of that realm. And in fact, I think that this is a step in doing it the right way. Oh, tell me more. Well, you know, this is, uh, if you, people talk about the, the honor guard as being, you know, Smith & Wesson Shield, which, of course, there are some, some fairly significant differences in mm-hmm. the two guns. Yes, size-wise, there are some good comparisons, but this is the perfect example of a company, you know, being nimble and being able to respond to the market. And, you know, this, this gives you basically the same size profile as an XDS 4.0. So we're just a touch shorter than that four inches with a 3.8 inch. I see. Okay. And so they're doing exactly what it is that I do with my Glock quote 18 unquote. You know, they, they have the, the relatively short grip. That's just enough to get your hand on. Uh And the barrel is a little bit longer than the typical barrel length for a gun that size. And that does a couple of things. One of the things that they talk about most is that it gives the option for a, a rail on the bottom so you can attach accessories to a rail. Sure. So whether that's a white light or a laser or, you know, a combination thereof, great, awesome, that's fine. But what I like about it is it makes it easier to conceal this handgun. And wearing it inside the waistband 
Mm-hmm. You know, the grip has the mass in it. It wants to tip out from the belt. Yep. Having a longer slide helps to counteract that. It acts as a lever, spreads out the, the pressure of the belt. I mean, it's, it's all around a win. So mm-hmm. I'm glad to see them headed in this direction. And uh, I haven't had a chance to get a, an honor guard out on the range, so I haven't uh, been able to put one through its paces. But uh, now that the long slide's out, I'm, I'll probably reach out to, to Gary and say, hey, man, let's yeah. uh, see what we can do. It actually looks good. I mean, it does. Uh, I've, it's a good I've, balance. Yeah, it, 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 I think. And, and, you know, of course, they came out with that thing where it had the extended frame at the bottom. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So I assume that the standoff. Was, yeah. So in case you jammed it in somebody's gut, mm-hmm. it wouldn't, you know, move the slide back to where it wouldn't fire. But uh, eh, um, I like it. I think it's going to be fine, actually. Now, will the plan B fit that? <laughs> yeah, it does. actually. It's, it, and, and this is one of the things where, you know, I've just I've got so much going on. It's one of the things that's been on my list is to get a hold of of Adam, one of the lead engineers over at Honor Guard and say, hey, man, we we fire off a magazine to me and just so that I can check and make sure. But what we did is when we did the redesign, Adam mm-hmm. had reached out to us and said, hey, you know, if you just make these changes that's going to fit this gun just perfectly. And so, of course, right. we made those changes. It was nothing that really uh, affects how it works with the shield at all. But if you uh-huh. have one of the new Plan Bs, and I know there's a whole bunch of folks that will have them on the way from right. the Gun Nation, so thank you, people. I appreciate that. Awesome. Um, when you look inside, there's a little uh, little concave section in the front on the inside of the sleeve, and that lets the magazine catch that's on the magazine pass by. Oh. And so it's just a tiny little modification. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, that's excellent. I'd yeah. like to have one just to have one. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm always leery kind of startups, obviously, because you you don't necessarily have maybe the either the customer service, even if the mm-hmm. firearm's okay. But, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, how, how do you get the, like, repair or things like that? But uh, these guys are, you know, they're no newbies to it, so... Yeah, that's a that's really a key point. I yeah. mean, these guys are industry veterans that have yeah. come together just under a new banner. And what's amazing to me is, you know, they were able to develop a new gun from the ground up. And Remington, you know, wasn't even able to fix the R51 before yeah. this gun came out. I mean, give me a break. <laughs> they designed that gun 100 years ago and <laughs> still couldn't get it right in the amount of time that they spooled up a whole new gun. Pretty awesome. Yeah. Well, that's that's all right then. Yeah, I... I I think that's a good move. Uh, the long, and if I were to get one, I believe that would be the one I got. The long slide. Nice. It's that's, not really that's what a I'm long slide, for. but yeah. Well, yeah, that's what I'm looking for with the Sig P320. You know, I want to use. Uh, I think yeah. it's the. I think it's the compact. Uh, you know, grip length and mm-hmm. the regular size service slide. barrel. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah, you know? that service barrel. I mean, you know, and and all of my double stack carry stuff is like that basically. Um, that I do carry, even with the XD. You know, mm-hmm. it's like the. The short grip and yeah. the service barrel, because like you say, you can you can get used to the barrel size. I mean, it's not that uh, you know five inches might be getting a little <laughs> a little right. bit you know for sitting down and all, unless you somehow had a holster that would ride high up. But even then, you know, it would tip out depending on how much you eat. <laughs> but um, but yeah, that that grip, it's uh, definitely that's the thing that sticks out. And and just to uh, I guess reaffirm that. Um, last week I decided to, um, actually wear mine, uh, let's see, I, I was, what was I, oh yeah, I switched over to the Ruger again just to see, and, um, I actually 
you know, put the uh, the seventeen round extended uh, mag in the SR nine C, and uh, tried that. And let me tell you, once you get used to that that smaller grip, you know, it definitely make you you it sticks out like a sore thumb. <laughs> yeah, it, it really points and it's it, it tips over. It's not as balanced feeling on the belt and in the pants. And you can do it obviously, and obviously you could get used to it again. But yeah, that's where that's where it shows up. Prints. Yeah, it's definitely a big difference there, I think. So, uh, quite correct, I think. Uh, but let's see. Um, let's move along here. Uh, Taurus. <laughs> it's 10 years of judge awesomeness. Yes, some judge goodness. Yeah, it's the 10th anniversary of the Taurus judge. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. Wow. Everybody's having birthdays. Average Joe, Remington, Taurus, Judge. There's only one of those I'm really happy about. <laughs> That's all I got to say. Yeah, okay, I'm with you on that. <laughs> but anyway, this thing, holy smoke, it's, um, you know, it's like a stainless, I, I assume. It's, uh, it, it has, it has laser, laser engraving in it. <laughs> and, um, you know, like the wood laminate type grips on it there. Uh, it doesn't look bad, but I mean, come on, you know it's. All right, I know people are going to get mad at me, right? We, the, the there's a there's a video of someone shooting Shoot chickens, hanging chickens. Yep, yep. And it looks like they're on fire <laughs> after they've been shot. I know they must have had some like a. Uh, a high-speed camera captured an impressive-looking fireball when Andrew shot his chicken with a slug round. <laughs> you know what, though? Um, and, of course, he's standing right at it. Yeah, point blank. Like, yeah. the chicken had no chance. No. Um, That's not judicious. But, you know, no, it isn't. And, and a lot of times, you, you look at it, that's the case. I mean, you see pictures when they're when they're trying to tout this. You know, and they're showing uh, these, you know, oh, it's great for self-defense, you know, carjackings or whatever. I remember seeing, uh, I forgot who it was, um, uh, from Guns and Ammo was in the car. And they had, like, paper targets, torso paper targets outside. And he reached over with his judge and, you know, slammed a couple of bird shots, you know. And, of course, the whiting made the biggest hole. Yes. And, um, you know, and, of course, you saw the splatter holes up there, you know. And it looks impressive, but it's a cardboard. I mean, you know what I mean? It's not. Yeah, yeah. And then they said, well, what about buckshot? And it's like, yeah, okay. So, you know, buckshot's impressive. But, again, it's a short barrel. It's not coming. You know what I mean? It's Yeah. So. Uh, and, and what does that really have to do with self-defense? Whether it's know. shooting paper targets or. It reminds me of a story. Uh, there, the British. You might know more about this than me, Doc. You know, being in in being the industry, and the the British are are testing the glass on the cockpit of a fighter jet, mm-hmm. and what they're doing is they're trying to make sure that the, it's going to be able to resist bird strikes. So they're firing chickens mm-hmm. at the cockpit, and what they found is like it 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 had it stood no chance. And then one of the guys realized, oh, wait, we didn't thaw the chickens. Right. So, you know, so these are frozen chickens, <laughs> that, you know, hurtling four-pound, you know, Well, that up, aren't they frozen that up? Hello? <laughs> well, there's no air. <sighs> Man. I just wish that judges had term limits. That's all, that's, that's all I got to say. Well, you know, the 
And, and of course, every single time I post it, somebody comes up and says, well, it's got its place. And it does. You know, there's a novelty for it. Um, and then people say, well, you know, you've got, you, it's good for snakes and small critters or whatever, you know. But, I mean, there's plenty of other guns that do that, too, I think. So. Or a shovel. Shovel's good. Hammer. <laughs> Brick. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, you know, if you want one, that's cool, that's fine. I'm not trying to poo-poo on that, but it's just, you know, the uh, come on, man, the engraving. I'm not spending the extra money on that. That's just not happening. You know? Like a special trigger job? Maybe. Yeah. you know. And if it was only like $10 more. Exactly. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. I know you'll be rushing out to get yours, won't you? Oh, yeah. I'd still like to have one just for the novelty of it. But I'd probably get the one that, um, I don't know if Smith still makes or not. What do they call it? The Governor? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. But just just for, you know, giggles, I guess. Um, now, Ruger. Uh, Ruger recently had, what do they call it? It was some kind of, what's that um, flash uh, marketing thing that they do? And they came out and said, oh, this time next week there's going to be something new that's coming out. Something new. And... At the same time, they just announced that they were discontinuing the M77 bolt-action rifles. Everybody thought that it's probably going to be something to replace that M77. But lo and behold, something new was announced today. What was it? Ooh, it's really similar to one of the top ones that Joe talked about last week. Mm-hmm. It's one of the ones that we decided that were in the top ten, and uh, it's the new Mark four yep the 22 long rifle and it's a takedown it's got a takedown barrel to it yeah, it um, looks it looks very much you know mark three ish uh-huh. in, in many ways until um until you start to break it down and you know then i, I guess it's you know if you think about it it's kind of ar-15 ish in some ways yeah because it's you got know, a lot, like what a push button takedown thing yeah, yeah. You, you pull the or push the button in the back and uh-huh. you know it tips up on a front pin that you can then remove. So, you know, I mean, if that makes it easier for people to be able to clean, you know, of all the guns that I clean, mm-hmm. 22s are the ones that usually need it the most. Man, and they they got the smallest hole too, so it's mm-hmm. hard to get in and out of that junk, you know. Yep. Yep. And the this particular firearm, if you've got anywhere mark whatever, you know it can be a pain. <laughs> Let me tell you. You got to do some special stuff, really, to get the thing to line back up. Because once you get the barrel on and the bolt back in, and everything's mm. ready to go, all of a sudden you realize that it will not cycle the bolt. You can't pull the trigger. You have to go back in and do it over again. But it's interesting. Uh, yeah, it's it's uh, but they're they're great. I love them. I've, like I said before, I've had one, and I shoot that one more than any other firearm I've ever had. Really, if you don't know the truth. But uh, it's interesting because you know, like I said last week, I was a, a Browning Buckmark guy. That was my right first 22 and and that was a you know i needed tools i needed hex wrenches to you know be able to disassemble that gun and take it apart and that's a pain well this one's a push button deal so yeah. we'll see that's smart we'll see about that yeah with, the, cool. with with that uh ruger 77 uh-huh. you know i wonder how much sense that makes with the ruger american rifle coming out you know that's yeah that's uh, that's one of the newer rifles yeah. isn't it yeah it is they had it in, because um, they, they have it in, like, the uh, 17 HMR. Um, right. 
think they had it in the, of course, the long rifle, Hornet. the twenty-two. Yeah, yeah. The, there's two Hornets, like a yeah. seventeen and the twenty-two. And a twenty-two, and the right. and the Winchester Short Mag seventeen, and the right. Oh yeah, yeah. Seven and forty-four, which right, are which are great cartridges. Mm-hmm. I mean, those are great choices. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually looking at the Ruger America to see if they offer it in some of those cartridges, but uh, Page is kind of not kind of hanging on you. Yeah. yeah well, it's just oh, here we go. Now, see, these are more, way more traditional rifle cartridges. Yeah, so, I don't know. Maybe they're not going to replace, uh, replace this. Don't know. Don't know. But, yeah, they, they like I said, I did have one. They, they've been, they're, I mean, they were good. They, they did very well um, for a long time. But uh, it's interesting, very interesting that they would, uh, I guess they didn't have the sales. Unless they're going to get ready to come out with something else that's going to match up somehow. I don't know. Yeah, that's it's an interesting move. Obviously, the the marketing folks. One of the issues Ruger has is they're you know one hundred percent at capacity. Mm-hmm. You know, they're selling every gun that they build, and so it makes sense for them to be spending some time streamlining their offerings. Mm-hmm. And you know, if if I was going to buy a three fifty seven mm-hmm. or a forty four and a rifle, I probably wouldn't choose a bolt action. Mm-mm. You know, that those are going to be cartridges that are going to be good for shorter distances. Um, not that they can't shoot 200 yards, they can, right. but nonetheless, you know, why not go with a lever gun mm-hmm. at that range? I'm with you on that. Excuse me, lever. There you go. Thank you. I was wondering what you were talking about there for a minute. But you know, oddly enough, too, in their release on this, I'm reading it again. It says the following products are now temporarily discontinued. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So maybe they'll come back with it. Maybe they just adjusted what their um, production is for more Americans and maybe, you know, something else. And then sure. eventually if they get people to fuss enough about it, they'll bring it back. I mean, kind of like uh, they did away with the Camaro and the Chevrolet line right. for quite some time, and then they brought it back, of course. Uh, maybe they'll do that. I don't know. We'll see, though. We shall see. Um, so anyway, that's... Uh, that's that's pretty cool. The the Mark IV, I like it. I think it's going to be kind of neat. Uh, we got some links here. I'll post those up on the web page, um, and we'll uh, let you look at them. Mass wrote an article about that. Uh, I think he mm-hmm. messed with that Mark IV a little bit. So pretty cool. All right. Well, did I miss anything as no, far as man. the gun gun world is? No? You did nicely, Doc. Thank Good you. Work. I'm all over the place, tired and everything else. I'm probably. Messing stuff. <laughs> Sorry, that's what you get. Um, okay, so uh, let's talk about the Charlotte riots. Mm. Pretty interesting about what's happened down there. And, you know, I see this in other areas of the country. And I, I, I part of me was like, oh, you know, this hadn't really happened in North Carolina. Maybe we're a little different. And yet it's the South or whatever. And, of course, I just blew that all to heck. Um, I don't know. I, it's... I mean, I think people are just looking for a reason, you know, a lot of times. And this whole thing was supposed to be based on race, but it was, you know, a black police officer as well. So it really isn't about that at all. And uh, But there's a whole lot of stuff going on down there. Uh, you know, I think there was one person that was killed or maybe it's either killed or is in critical condition from gunshot wound. Yeah, I've seen videos all over the internet about um, uh, mobs, you know, chasing down people and just basically beating the heck out of them. Mm-hmm. And um, it's scary, right? I mean, 
Because I know the Panthers are playing down there Sunday, and uh, I'm not going. But let's say I had tickets to go see that. I mean, it'd be scary enough to say, maybe I just won't do that because, I mean. Yeah. And we saw that with uh, with Baltimore last year, right? Yeah, exactly. With uh, yeah. with folks that were there. Uh, I don't remember. Was it football or was mm-hmm. it baseball? It was it was football, right? I believe right it about was, yeah. this time of, this time of year last year, and uh, you know we saw folks that were down to you know just enjoy enjoy the game and, and do the whole NFL thing. Which uh, if that's your thing, cool. But yeah, man, it's, it's it's really unfortunate. It's really unfortunate, and it what bothers me the most about it is. As you mentioned, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah, no, no. You know, people are people are are twisting what it is that that uh, that's happening so that it fits the narrative that they want it to fit, and and a lot of people are being duped into believing that, and it's that's bothersome to me because you know they're they're making decisions that are severely affecting other people's lives. You know, yeah, looting, very much so. Violence, it's just it's, none of it's good, and it's and it's not doing what people think it's doing right i mean you know the the whole point is like uh a lot of innocent people are just getting caught at the Mm -hmm. wrong place Mm -hmm. the wrong time and you know you're talking about your life uh in this situation so and one one instance i I actually read quite a few of them Uh, i'm assuming i didn't go back and fact check them so to speak some of them but uh like one they had a video where there was a uh, a mom and her children there's something that happened there and then uh then there was this one where this guy is like in his car right and did you see this he put he had a handgun and in north carolina you know you can open carry but he got in his car and then he took his handgun while he's in the driver's seat and he holds his firearm outside the window has his window rolled down and has it outside the window, point, pointed down. And um, that's like all kinds of uh-uh. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it just blows my mind. Yeah. Blows my mind. So, I mean, the the things that could happen, obviously. Well, first off, how do you even fire from that position if it's on the other side of the car? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because, you know, he's sitting still and then goes slow. Somebody could actually come up from behind the car and grab it. He, I don't know that he even know what was happening. Um, somebody could hold his arm down where he couldn't use it. I mean, I, it's just, man, that's scary. Well, the whole thing was, uh, he, you know, he, people didn't bother him, uh, in essence. They, it looked like the crowd was headed that way. Uh, it looked like that they were basically, you know, making a, a stink about it they were i forgot chanting something i forgot what it was but they were chanting something and uh so the guy got in his car and he immediately you know took the firearm and kind of set it out the window and at that point people stood around the car but they didn't really do anything to it so i guess it comes to the point what do you do man in a situation like that i mean you could even break it down to the point where you could say, all right, you're in your in your car and there is a, say, a carjacker comes up even. Mm-hmm. Not even in a mob situation, but you have your firearm. Um, I mean, this is one of the things that we've talked about in the past, uh, Paul, is like saying the difference between actually having your firearm on you versus mm-hmm. in the car. Mm-hmm. But having on you in the car, on your person. Yeah, when we look at a guy in, in this kind of a situation, you know, if if he had a way to be able to efficiently access his firearm 
while it was on his body, while he was seated in his car, mm-hmm. he wouldn't have felt the need to have the gun in his hand, actually. Right. Or he, there are lots of ways that he could have had the gun in his hand and no one would have known. You know, right. for instance, I could drive down the street with one hand on the steering wheel and my other hand, you know, you know, in virtually a full grip on my pistol while it's still in the holster in my waistband. Right. And, you know, that might be a better choice for a situation like this. Much less likely for someone to be able to take the gun from me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm now not threatening someone with the firearm because they don't know it. I, I've not introduced the gun into the situation where uh, clearly it's not justified. Mm-mm. You know, he, he's not justified to use lethal force in in drawing that handgun and hanging out the window. I mean, he's escalating what it is that's happening mm-hmm. in that situation. He could be he could be putting himself in a situation where someone feels the need to defend themselves from him. Sure. Holy smokes. So, yeah, there's there's just so many better solutions to this than yeah. than hanging a gun out the window. Well, at that point. Is it illegal? I know, like I say, in North Carolina, it's open carry. But, <clears throat> I mean, you're brandishing it at that point. That That is, you know, again, I'm not an attorney, and mm-hmm. I certainly am not, you know, super um, up on the laws of the state of North Carolina. Mm-hmm. But it could be very easily seen as brandishing. You mm-hmm. know, showing the firearm in order to get someone to do something or not do something, unless you're justified in doing so, that could very easily be construed as threatening behavior. Mm-hmm. And when they sp- spoke with uh, one of the people that was there at the um, at that incident, the specific one, uh, and I'm going to quote this, the uh, person said, white dude drives into crowd of peaceful protesters, peaceful protesters. Of course, they're chanting and they're surrounding him at that point. Mm-hmm. Draws his gun, allowed to drive away alive. I mean, that... Well, that's an interesting statement in and of itself. Well, I mean, first off, white dude drives into crowd of peaceful protesters, but he was allowed to drive right. away alive. I mean, that just, you know. So, I mean, I guess at what point, and I know I read today on, online, Andrew Branca had um, basically answered uh, as much of this as he could. And we'll, I'm going to post the... Um, I'm gonna post this up on the website as well. His uh, uh, his his article that he had uh, he had posted. Uh, I, was, I thought maybe about even getting him on tonight, but I believe he was flying uh, when he actually did this. So he's traveling. I don't think we'd have been able to get him, but uh, I'll chat with him later to see about if he has further thoughts on it. But uh, in essence, you know, it gets to there's no real clear cut anything to it. Um, you got to answer like a series of things, you know, is it an imminent threat, uh, you know, certain things like that. Uh, so, but you hear all these people say, and I want to say it was the Instapundent guy, uh, they kicked him off of Twitter or Facebook or something because he said, you know, basically, you know, run them down, mm-hmm. you know, just run them down. And uh, I don't think he actually meant just, hey, plow them, go to it, you know, but I think what he was saying was, well, if you feel threatened, then just drive off. If they get in the way, they get in the way. Um, so in essence, I mean, you know, uh, in a situation like that, you've got people that have surrounded your vehicle. Uh, they're they're not doing anything, but by gosh, you feel threatened for sure. Who wouldn't? And, you know, they're they're actually looking like they're starting to do something. And in a lot of cases, they are doing stuff. They were dragging people out of their vehicles mm-hmm. or 
trying to burn it, tip it over, hitting it, you know, and the like. And and at that point, you know, basically Andrew on uh, in his article was saying, you know, you you basically at that point you you might start to feel threatened to a certain degree. Uh, so I guess there's a point where you can use your car, uh, basically as a, as a, as a weapon, uh, to protect yourself. But I mean, how do you, man, I don't know. Say you've got a gun, you've got your car, you could get away, but then again, you could get in trouble. I mean, again, even if you have your firearm on you, period, I don't care if you're in a car or just walking. So you're, you're, you know, say it's, you know, your average Joe, punning intended there, but your, your average Joe walking in downtown Charlotte with a North Carolina concealed carry handgun license, and you went to this uh, restaurant, you came out, and you're like, oh my gosh, what are all these people doing around here? You and your family, maybe, and you're walking to your car, you realize it's in the thick of what's going on. Well, then people are starting to notice you at that point, and you're not fitting in for, you're not screaming and yelling and whatever, and they're coming at that point. You know, and in some of these videos I've seen, man, they chase these people down. They were just beating the snot out of them. It was like, it was a mob, you know, uh, mob jumped on them. I mean, period, kicking them, hitting them, and um, these videos. And then, of course, uh, two civilians shot each other uh, or shot at each other. One of them, I think, was struck in in the head, maybe, and uh, is in either died or was in the um, uh, intensive care at this point. So you're in a situation like that. And and I've mentioned this before, at what point does it become, you know, with a mob like that, at what point do are you able to use that firearm? I mean, what, yeah. and I guess more importantly, how do you do it with so many people around? What's your, what's your take on it for? It's a, it's a really tough question, Doc. Mm-hmm. And, and one of the things we get into whenever we're dealing with the legalities is all of this is based on the totality of the circumstances, meaning that everything that's happening comes into play and and that as a uh, you know by definition makes it almost impossible for us to define mm-hmm. when it is that we can use it without knowing exactly what's happening so when we get into these hypotheticals you know we're only defining some of those those variables and it makes it very difficult to to engage in that conversation and you know we can look at it from two different standpoints we can look at it from the the really the moral and, and ethical standpoint. We can look at it from the legal standpoint. And for most people, it probably comes to some degree of melding the two of those together. Mm-hmm. From, the, from the moral and ethical standpoint, you, know, you use your firearm, you use your vehicle, you use lethal force in whatever form when you need to do that to preserve innocent life. And, and not when you think you need to, not when you think you might need to in a few minutes. Mm-hmm. Or when you think you might have because this happened yesterday, no, no, it, it needs to be when you need to preserve your life or other innocent life right now. From a moral and ethical standpoint, at that point in time, using your firearm probably makes a lot of sense. Using your vehicle to escape um, or as a tool to stop someone from harming you makes a lot of sense. And, and then we look at the legal standpoint. You know, there's, there's first of all, you know, do you have clean hands in the situation? Are you an innocent person? In, in your description you just gave, you know, you leave a restaurant. Let's say you get into your car and you're driving home and you drive through an area and a, there's a gathering of people. You're driving home from the restaurant. You know, you're probably at that point in time innocent. Now, when you roll down your window and, you know, you start hollering and giving the one finger salute and then maybe you spit at somebody and you throw a, you know, all of a sudden now, you know, you're now part of what it is that's going on. 
Mm-hmm. But if you keep the windows rolled up, you keep to yourself, you stay secured inside your vehicle, then you probably have clean hands. And then the next aspect that we come into is this idea of what is it that other people can do to you? Do they have the ability to harm you with great bodily harm or death? Do they have the opportunity? You know, can they do it right now? And then do they have the intent to do so? We look at those aspects and we have to say to ourselves, okay, well, you know, do they have the ability? If your windows are rolled up, your doors are locked, they probably don't have the ability unless they have some kind of a tool they could use to breach that vehicle right now. Firearm certainly would do that. You know, your automotive glass is not going to stop. Even the door panels are not going to stop, you know, projectiles from a firearm. So that would be opportunity. Let's say they've got, you know, a, a bat or, you know, bricks and they start to smash in the windows. Uh Oh, all of a sudden now they have that ability and that opportunity that's now becoming, um, clear. And if they're trying to breach and enter your vehicle, heck, you know, it kind of shows their evil intent, their malicious, the the jeopardy aspect of Mm -hmm. things. And so you have to look at all these different things and say, well, man, you know, where is that line? And then really, as far as I'm concerned, another important one, whether you live in a place where you have stand your ground laws or not, you know, you have to look at, is there another alternative? Mm -hmm. You know, if you've got people surrounding you, the front of your vehicle, the sides of your vehicle, and you're concerned that they might harm you, if you can go in reverse where there aren't people, you know, that's the better choice. It's the better choice morally, ethically, legally, uh, tactically. Apparently, I can't make the (laughs) words come out right now from a tactic standpoint. Um, So we have to to think about all these kinds of situations Mm -hmm. and really work to understand the moral and ethical side of things, the legal side of things, and then find that answer that works best for us. And and always knowing that avoidance, when possible, is the best solution. And so, you know, right now, if I'm if I'm a Charlotte uh, Panthers fan, I'm probably gonna, you know, watch from home. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm probably not gonna be heading downtown to Charlotte for whatever festival might be going on this weekend or whatever it might be, because this is just not the right time for that. Mm-hmm. And uh, certainly we can find ourselves in situations that are spontaneous that we didn't know were going to happen. At the same time, you know, we can pay attention and, and make choices accordingly. Right. Well, I don't make it a, a a point to be in metropolitan cities after dark, period. Mm-hmm. Um, now, granted, I say that, but granted, you know, sometimes it happens you're traveling for work or you're on vacation. Sure. And, you know, you do it. But, I mean, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, if you were down there, Charlotte has all kinds of things going on. I'm not going to a club down there or even a Greensboro or something like that. But, you know, you may be out at a situation, like I said, with your family, just at a restaurant nearby an adjacent area. And you're driving through the city. It's the fastest way home or it's the way you came. It's just the way you know. Uh, and like you say, it's it's a potential at that point that you find yourself in the middle of it. And you want nothing to do with it. And it's another thing to be actually in it on purpose. And I, I see these videos, these people, they're actually in it on purpose. And then it starts happening to them, and they can't understand why it's happening to them. Um, yeah. I mean, even even uh, recently uh, in, in this situation, I guess it was yesterday, there was like a CNN reporter there. They They tried to like... They knocked the guy out. This is a reporter, cameraman, or whatever, and tried mm-hmm. to throw him in a fire. Yeah, 
And so it's like, wait a second, <laughs> you know, and now granted he's doing his job and trying to get in the middle of it, but, but they're not, I mean, they're not immune to this situation either. It's a, you know, the police and, 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 and all, nobody's safe out there with that. So obviously to avoid it as much as possible is definitely the way to go is to stay away from it as far as away as you can get. And then uh, if you do find yourself in it, uh, you know, then, of course, you've got all those other circumstances at that point that you have to, uh, I guess, meet before you're able to justify protecting yourself with a handgun or a car or whatever else that you've got the ability to do it with. Yeah, it's, re- it's really uh, almost irrelevant as to what type of lethal force we're talking about. It doesn't matter if we're talking about a car or mm-hmm. a knife or a, a broken bottle or a screwdriver or a firearm. Um, some might look worse in court than others and might make your, your legal battle a little bit more difficult. But, you know, from a pure standpoint of legalities, lethal force is lethal force. And you need to know and understand. And this is why it pays to, to think and, and understand and educate and train in these areas ahead of time. So that you can be ready to make the decisions you need to make without having to try and process through all this information right now when you're already behind the curve. Right. So, you know, is there a special training for this type of situation or is it just I guess really the first thing to do is get the good standard training for your firearms or self-defense um, period from a, a good instructor uh, that's well known. Maybe one that's on the gun nation could be just could saying, be. just saying. Um, but uh, yeah. So so is there some there is there some other type of training uh, that that one would possibly need to have for a situation like this? Yeah, I think I think the first thing that we need to take a look at is is that avoidance and awareness aspect of things and and we don't train enough in those kinds of situations. And certainly when we're dealing with mobs and groups, uh, it changes the dynamics. Mm-hmm. But getting into understanding the psychology of of mob violence is really important because people act differently. When they're in mobs, mm-hmm. um, people people feel. Well, let, let's put it this way: people act in mobs like they do on the internet. Like think of YouTube comments. Yeah, you're like, you're hidden in a group, basically. Yeah, yeah. The, so you can go wild. Feel, right. People feel as if nobody's going to know that it's them. You know, they cover up their face a little bit and then they just go nuts. And so we have to understand the psychology of things is is different. Right. We have to understand that uh, what we need to do is when we find ourselves in that situation and and we do need to turn to violence, we need to be very decisive with that violence. Um, Solve each problem very directly and with the maximum amount of force required to solve the problem allowable by law Mm -hmm. so that people that are in that mob look at it and say, man, I'm next if I don't get out of here. That's what we, we we need to break that cycle of the mob mentality. Yeah, and using your vehicle to drive through a mob when you're justified and it's most importantly necessary for you to do so, mm-hmm. then that's probably a good strategy to have. But it's not our first tool. Right. It's not our first tool. Avoidance is that first tool, and so I think that's the the first thing to take a look at, and uh, making sure that you have that legal training, so that you know you can make decisions before, during, and after a violent encounter that can help you to preserve your freedom, to preserve your financial security, man, get that legal training so that you understand all what right. this is all about. Cause, cause it doesn't just because it's a mob, it doesn't change things. All right. Exactly. Well, you know, and actually, um, there's some articles by Greg Elifritz mm-hmm. that, uh, where he discusses mob mentality 
and uh, you know escaping from riots, as well as like if you're in a car uh, in a situation like that. Two were very, I guess, what's the word, apropos to to the situation that we're seeing now in Charlotte, obviously. And and, and it, it's happened before. It's going to happen again. Um, but in uh, some of the things that he had, had discussed it, again was. Of course, you know, the tactics, like you're saying, mm-hmm. um, and then, uh, like, equipment, like some of the things that you might need to have with you. And in, in certain circumstances, it doesn't look it, – it may not be that the firearm would be the first go-to if you have to defend yourself. It And what I mean by that is, like, well, if it's one guy coming against you with his fist – I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about you got a mob that's jumping on you. You basically fearing for your life at that point because you you sure. don't know they may kick you in the head you're dead you know mm-hmm. uh, if you have a firearm they could take it from you and use it on you if you don't you know at, it's at what at some point you almost have to defend yourself either with that or another weapon to try mm-hmm. to but but maybe a knife a good knife would make better sense uh, at at first instead of a firearm if you have maybe a even, knife on you maybe even pepper spray you know pepper think spray about, is a good one. yeah exactly think about what law enforcement's non, going to do to non-lethal deal with the right crowd. right um so so you know all of a sudden your everyday carry gets bigger and bigger yeah. and bigger mm-hmm. so uh, you know i'm gonna have to start getting either looser pants or start <laughs> bigger sewing pockets on <laughs> my slacks people think i'm chubby no it's just like, <laughs> yeah. What's all these? You got cankles? No, really, <laughs> cankles. But um, uh, Greg does a good job of of putting together some solid ideas for people to think about, and right. you know, especially let's be serious. There are a lot of folks that work in urban areas. You know, that's uh, even though it's 2016 and nobody ever really needs to drive to work ever for anything. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a lot of people that do have to go to an office, and those are often in urban areas, and. You know, you don't get to take four weeks leave of absence because, well, you know, riots. Right. Um, you know, these are these are pretty localized events at this point. It may get worse. It may become more widespread. But, you know, until that's the case and your boss says you don't have to come in, gosh, you kind of have to pay the bills. Yeah. So you got to be paying attention to what's going on and, and get it figured out. Leave early before the sun goes down. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, and, and some of the other things he had mentioned, too, was like, you know, in in the vehicle, um, you know, if they're starting to surround the car, actually to hit the, say, hit the car or sure. try to tip it over, try to bust the windows. Set it afire. Yeah, set it afire. Some of those things, obviously, they're, they're meaning harm at this point. Uh, you know, if they're not, they're really barking up the wrong tree, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah, that speaks to the Jeopardy. That tells you, you know, you'll be able to articulate what you believed their intent to be and any reasonable person. Would say, yeah, you know, when I when I saw a guy walking towards me with a lighter and a can of gasoline, he started to pour the gasoline on my car. I knew that I had to do something. Right. Well, he he also mentioned, and, and I was trying to use this in my mind's eye to to see, you know, for me, what would I do? So you're surrounded, and and all of a sudden they're coming. Well, just look at this guy we were talking about that stuck his gun out the window. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, the person basically was talking him down for doing that. You know, but was also saying that he got away unscathed because he did it, because he showed everyone he had a firearm they needed to back away. And um, but in, in some of the things that Greg had said were basically like, well, you know, you're in a situation in your car. They start to come up on you at that point. 
And instead of just gunning it and running everybody over, basically you just keep on the move. Mm-hmm. Keep going. You you got to know at that point that they're going to just tear your car to pieces. But it, you know, of course, it's better than being, you know, drag drug out of the car and killed or hurt or whatever else. But uh, and just realize that's going to happen and use your insurance later to try to fix it. But uh, to to move forcefully through the crowd, but not to you know intentionally run them over. Of course, try to find another area, back up if you can back up, or go up on a curb to go around, uh, you know, whatever it takes to minimize the, you know, being up against someone. But basically, I guess in essence, I'm like, in my mind's eye, I'm seeing them, some, you're basically pushing them out of the way instead of running them down, so to speak. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's scary. I mean, you just never know when you're going to, something like that would happen because we know about it now. You know, we know not to go to Charlotte right now. I mean, like we're talking right. about and the NFL's looking at possibly at one point we're saying we're going to look at possibly moving the game from Charlotte to some other place. I don't think they've done that. But um, uh, so at that point, you've got tickets that cost you hundreds of dollars. You wanted to go down there and have some dinner or whatever first and go to the to the game you got a decision to make. Do you want to do that? Um, you know, and it's, I don't know. It, it's a, it's an awful thing. Now, you know, but before, what if you were, it happened while you were downtown, you know, doing something else. And then all of a sudden you're caught in it. So it's, it's scary. It's totally scary. I can see the, the videos that I saw online where they beat these people and the mob jumped on them. I could just say in here and I don't know, but, uh, uh, to me, that would pretty much justify, you know, if you had a firearm to try to protect yourself. I mean, yeah, in a lot of these situations, especially with multiple attackers, uh, you're going to have to be able to articulate again. It's that articulation. But a reasonable person, when they're facing four, five, six, seven people attacking them with fists and feet, uh, when you end up on the ground, mm-hmm. that's a that's a lethal force situation. It's scary. I, I didn't think it was going to happen around this area, but I can see it now. It's just like downtown Greensboro. I was talking with a guy at work today. Nah, you don't want to be, you know. They're trying to build that area up downtown, making it thrive to where young people can come and enjoy a good time, de- nice dinner downtown. They've got bands and things they play, especially on Friday nights or whatever, but and Saturday nights. But, uh, you know, I just I would not put myself in a position like that. It's just, yeah, you, you talk about having hundreds of dollars worth of tickets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's better than tens of thousands of dollars worth of legal bills. It's better than you know having your family collect on your life insurance. Lose yep. the tickets. Yeah, heck with that, right? Yep, put them on StubHub. <laughs> well, anyway, um, if you've got comments out there that you want to make on this and what you think, I, like I say, I'll put put up all these links that we talked about a little bit on on the webpage, and uh, you you can run through them, um, see what your thoughts are. And obviously this stuff is not, I guess it, I wanted to talk about it because it's happening near my home now, uh, just an hour away. It's happening in my state. Um, and it's, you know, you think you're safe in a certain area and you just not, I mean, it can, it, this can go on anywhere. And, uh, uh, so I want to put these things up You can check it out yourself. If you've got any comments or suggestions on that, uh, what you think, uh, give, let us know. We'll, we'll talk about them. So, uh, all right, buddy. Well, uh, that's pretty good. Let's, uh, hey, an hour. We did it in an hour. <laughs> nice work, Doc. <laughs> Thanks. Fun conversation. I uh, yeah. missed Joe tonight, but uh, at the same time, kind of cool. Yeah. It's his birthday, so we let him off the hook. Ho- hopefully everything's good for him. He enjoyed himself. 
<laughs> All right, buddy. Well, look, you take care of yourself. I appreciate everything. And we'll you too, catch, Doc. You, catch you next week, man. See y'all. That'll do it for this episode of the Gun Nation. We appreciate you listening to the program. Please go to our webpage at gunnation.us for all things Gun Nation. And don't forget to get your shield. You can still get your shield at a reduced price. Uh, Gun Nation listener price from OsceolaArms.com. And uh, we'll put the link on our main page so you can get to Manny and check out all the offerings he has. But make sure you tell him that Doc sent you. All right. Till the next episode. Happy birthday, Joe. Here's a little something for you. Bye, everybody. Catch you next week.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.